0: Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwatt. I'm the Director of the Practice, Identity and Access Management here at Kupinger Coal Analysts. This is another uh, episode of our sub-series of Trends and Predictions running up to EIC, our conference in Berlin. Today, my guest is Martin Kupinger. He is the Principal Analyst and one of the founders of Kupinger Coal Analysts. Hi, Martin. Good to see you.
1: Hi, Matthias. Pleasure to be with you, uh, with you again here in this podcast.
0: Great to have you. I don't know. How many did we do together? Ten at least. More more. More. I would assume so. Um, yeah. 15 to 20, at least. At um, least, at least. Um, we should we should add that. But we are yes. quickly approaching EIC and this topic, and this episode will also be interesting. After EIC, we are looking at a topic that is really a trend, and it is not really difficult to make this prediction that this will be an important topic for the next years. We want to talk about decentralized identities, and especially in the area of, of business usage of decentralized identity. Why is this a trend, and why is this important, Martin?
1: Yeah, so I think decentralized identities is one of these things that are around for long, but still in a, in a very emerging state, so to speak. So um, people, a lot of people I know feel that there's something big coming up, but they don't know exactly what it is and what to do with it. And I think it's very important to understand the business case, because at the end, everything you do new, depends on, on, on a business case and, and a winning case, which is really compelling. And I think we need to talk right now more about what is this business case. By the way, um, I think this podcast will go online early next week, and there should be still on my LinkedIn account a poll running about where do you see the biggest potential for decentralized identity. So everyone who listens to this podcast is invited to uh, vote here. I'm curious what the results are. and. Basically, I think that when we go back to the history of, of decentralized identity, all that started with a very heavy privacy perspective. So, around um, how can I give control back to the user? But there's more in than privacy. I believe uh, most people I know today are looking at this more from a reusable identity for individuals that are accessing different uh, services from different companies, so more a customer-consumer use case. What I believe is that there's also a huge potential within the enterprise. That might be even the one that is easiest uh, to to leverage.
0: Right, and I think when it comes to, to onboarding processes and trusting users within your organization, then really decentralized identity can play an important role when... Properly done because you're moving. You're moving trust to a different party, to a different issuing party that says, "Yes, this is Matthias. Uh, he has not gone through the HR department. He has not been there. Has not shown his passport to the uh, uh, ladies and people at the at the HR department." Um, but we trust another service, a provider of decentralized identities of verifiable credentials, and this needs to be done properly. Um, so, what would be the business case and the processes behind that to make sure that this really works. I
1: think think you you already already, uh, started talking about a business case. There is someone going to an office where someone looks at some documents, etc. Two problems here. The one is we are living in a world of remote work, work from anywhere. So um, when I go back a couple of years when I did some advisory work, uh, at Computer Call Analyst, we usually traveled to the customer, did workshops at the customer side, traveled back. Nowadays, we have uh, even very large engagements where the customer says, so we don't expect you to be here um, ever. You will usually always work remotely. Sometimes it's even difficult to convince a customer to say, hey, let's do a on-site workshop first at the beginning so that we really get to know each other better before we move to remote work. So this has changed, and this is the one change. And the other point you've raised is, there's someone sitting. People need to go over there. They and I have experienced this a couple of times. They sometimes need to queue for quite a while. So you have people that are involved in a lengthy and costly process, and we are talking here about grossest cost. And this is an incredible amount of cost for both workforce and business partners, contractors, other types of business partners. And so what we are talking about is a potential for cost savings.
0: Absolutely, and I think this efficiency increasing, uh, or increasing the efficiency of that process is really an important factor to look at, and also enabling use cases that would otherwise not be possible, onboarding people to the organization yeah. where there even is no office work, there could be an onboarding process uh, that also can be enabled. And post COVID, we know what we're talking about, right?
1: Yeah. So, so, so the latter part. So we, we are working in the world from anywhere, uh, a world of work from anywhere. And there, it's also about risk mitigation. If you do that process right, if you have strong proofs based on national EID cards, based on uh, proven issues, etc., uh, a, a lot of Background information that is rather difficult to forge. So, so, Microsoft just announced that integration of LinkedIn to their Enter Verify like, credentials a Verified ID. So, so bringing information in from uh, from sources that are building on on a, on, a, on years of sort of. Um, uh, tracking a user or or following a user, years of content someone has produced, that that is also something which which helps mitigating risk. And um, so that is definitely one part. We we can do things better and mitigate risk. But the other thing is, um, I wouldn't talk about even process efficiency. It's about business process re-engineering, the good old term here, because we can create better processes. at the end, you know, when you're in IT and, and you learn about how do I convince the business uh, regarding spending money, then what is the most compelling argument? It's process cost reduction, doing processes better, because this is some, something you can measure. If you don't need that many people, if you don't have contract, contractors queuing during the paid time, there are here. If you make employees productive way faster, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, then this is about cost. And this is a business case, and this is a business case which is uh, about a lot of money when you look at larger organizations. So this is this is one of the potentials. Um, and but when I look at many of the, the the organizations we are working with that have um, a, a huge Sort of turnover, a huge change uh, amongst, for instance, their externals, their contractors. Just take, for instance, simple, simple but relevant to everyone case, the people who do the sort of the physical security at the sites of a of a company, the offices, the factories, etc. Most of them are contractors, and the people who are sitting there in their uh, uniforms. Usually, are not there forever, so there's a lot of change amongst these people, and most organizations don't handle that well. They just more or less trust their 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 contractor for security to bring in people that they can trust. Them. You could add way more trust, way way more as a ability to to track. Uh, who is actually there based on decentralized identity. So you can do processes better, more secure, and way, way more efficient, and that saves money and increases security. So I believe around all this onboarding, there's an incredible big business case for enterprises. So I see a huge value of decentralized identity for enterprises. And by the way, beyond that, uh, if we don't, this with authentication, with authorization, et cetera, we have even more potential.
0: Absolutely. So we have already or well, only been talking about um, the onboarding process, but the complete life cycle also can benefit from decentralized identities. Once somebody is offboarded at the trusted partner who initially confirmed that this is Matthias and he works for this and that company and that he can be securely and safely onboarded, they also know when he leaves. Um, that he should be off-boarded uh, within the um, consuming organization. Yeah. And that also increases security and really makes sure that the termination of accounts of access really is done properly.
1: Yeah, and I think there, there's, as I said, there's really a big potential. And what also I think is very important, and I think this is one of the concerns a lot of organizations have, the understanding that decentralized identity is a totally different way of doing identity management. No. It is something that can be added to it. It is a different way. It's an additional way for onboarding. It's an additional way for for receiving sort of context data that can be used for authentication decisions. But if we do it right, it's not disruptive. It's um, adding to what we're doing in identity management and so that is the way I think we should look at decentralized identity for the enterprise use cases. Not saying that the other use cases aren't relevant, but for these use cases, I think this is a there's way more potential than a lot of people currently
0: see. Absolutely, we will cover that topic at EIC in Berlin. And for those who watch that early enough, please register for this event. There's still time to do so. And even if you're watching this episode. After um, May 9th um, and the week of May 9th, you can still register for this. Um, um event and re-watch the interesting parts. And I think the tracks that we do on decentralized identity will be one of the most interesting, although everything is interesting anyways, uh, at our events. So you can rewatch that and you can follow up on this topic um, with the recordings and our um, speakers that we have there. Um, if you are early enough, head over to, to Martin's poll at LinkedIn, I assume, so that you can um, um, leave your input there as well and influence also our next trends and predictions, maybe. Um, So looking forward to meeting you, Martin, in Berlin in two weeks time, um, as of the recording of this episode. And for those um, who are interested, please head over to EIC 2023, either virtually or in person and join us and join the discussion around that. Uh, Any final words regarding EIC, Martin?
1: No, just looking forward to meet many, many, many people there. It will be the biggest EIC ever. It will be a super, super interesting event. And don't miss to attend EIC, ideally on-site in Berlin and meet with the Kubera call team and all your peers.
0: Absolutely. So it will be the Identity class reunion, um, as always, and it will be lots of interesting um, talks to hear and lots of interesting panels. So thank you very much, Martin, for joining me today, for talking about business use cases of decentralized identity and looking forward to having you soon again for yet another episode. Thank you. Thank
1: you.